Sunday morning at 7 o'clock. It only means the Mike and Mission Foundation Hour. I'm your host, Reverend Mitchell L.E. Kenneth Johnson. And I'm your co-host, Adia Hayden. Now, you know, it, it might be this upper respiratory infection I've been battling all week, but I really cannot hear my voice. Okay. Um, well, if you tea with honey and lemon and ginger and all that, I'm sure it could help bring you along, catch you mm. up a little bit. So are you suggesting that Dr. KK's medicinal approach is not enough? Or? Oh, no. they We believe in working in tandem. So <laughs> holistic oh. medicine and Western medicine oh, can come oh. together. Speaking of working in tandem, we've got college students. We've got regular folk in Chicago. You've got Chicago experiencing the international conversation regarding Israel and Palestine, specifically thousands of young people protesting in support of Palestine. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, the protest yesterday that shut down Lakeshore Drive for a couple hours is not the first time that there have been protests in the city, especially related to this matter. Um, I think I read in an article that they spoke with one of the organizers who said this is at least the 10th time they've come out um, and had major protests. Um, let me say, as we move on to the next topic, that I'm particularly proud of the young students at the Chicago Academy of the Arts, uh, where my two youngest attend, and they are having a robust conversation on the issue and continually talking about not just the nuance, but at the end of the day, they have collectively concluded that it's about justice. It's just about justice, to quote my uh, youngest dad. It's not difficult. It's about justice. With that being said, how about justice in Cook County? Um, we've got a brand new budget. Yes. And apparently, not nary a commissioner voted against a unanimous budget. Fantastic. That's uh, working together. That's legislation and the legislative branch as we like to see it. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and put a hashtag right there. It is the third Sunday of the month. That can only mean Cook County Board President Tony Preckwinkle is with us today. Madam President, congratulations and good morning. Thank you very much. Thank you very much to both of you. I'm really grateful to be here this morning. It's been a, it's been a great week. Um, you know, you spend a good part of the year preparing the budget, and then it comes down to a single vote. And I'm grateful to all of the commissioners who supported our budget. Uh, you know, this has been a this has been a pretty good year for Cook County. About a year ago, um, the the electorate in Cook County voted to uh, very very modestly increase taxes, less than a quarter of one percent, to better fund our forest preserves. And that will not only enable us to um, take better care of the land we have with restoration efforts, but to acquire new land and also um, meet our pension obligations so they don't eat up our our general funding. Hey, 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 hand clap for pension obligations. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, you know, the government makes commitments to its workers and it ought to meet those commitments. So. Um, So that's the first thing. Uh, And then, of course, in the spring promises made, promises kept. (laughs) <laughs> that was Harold Washington's slogan. I actually worked in the Washington administration. <laughs> A great Sigma man. All right. <laughs> um, and and in the spring, our our uh, legislative team, Sumiki Watkins and her crew, were uh, were able to secure our pension legislation, which enabled us to make the actuarial contributions that were required to stabilize our pension fund rather than the statutory one. So basically we got permission to d- contribute more to our pension funds and, and to try to make them whole sooner. So that was, that was really good work. And then of course the budget, I'm, I'm, I'm really grateful for our, as I said, our support from our commissioners and our hard work by Tanya Anthony, our, our bureau chief for finance and Kanaka Washido, uh, muscle white, who is our budget director. We we had a I think it's nine point two six budget, nine billion one hundred and twenty six million budget, and um, as as you said we got we had seventeen votes for it so I think across the board uh, we we presented a budget that was that was 
was acceptable to the diverse members of uh, of our board of commissioners. So that's great. And, you know, that's what I was thinking when I read that the vote was unanimous, because oftentimes, um, you know, getting a legislative body of varying interests on one accord is a lot like herding cats. Mm-hmm. And we see that <laughs> on the federal level as well. Like, um Oftentimes they don't reach a unanimous decision and the government shut down and we have all sorts of uh, negative results of these impacts. Um, But it's great to see Cook County coming together. And I'd like to hear a little bit more about some of these uh, equity driven programs and initiatives. Are they continuing? I keep keep telling you this is an equity driven government. Yeah. Are they continuing (laughs) programs, new initiatives? What's going on? Well, you know, we we created before um, the American Rescue Plan Act, before the federal support, an equity fund. Um, we did a lot of work led by my chief of staff, Lynetta Haynes-Turner, and came up with a policy roadmap in 2018. And basically what we said was the government ought to focus on equity, that um, our country, our state, our county has such tremendous inequities that government should be focused on addressing them, particularly racial inequities. So um, we began with an equity fund. And then, of course, when the federal resources came, we added to that. So we're spending um, we're spending resources on guaranteed income, which we've talked about before in this program, 3,250 individuals and families in Cook County get $500 a month for two years without strings. And again, thanks to our legislative team in in Springfield, um, you will not be penalized by being kicked off any uh, programs like SNAP or uh, temporary assistance. That is so important, Madam President. We know this to be a fact with our giveaway program. Some homes who qualify for it would have gotten kicked off of other government programs. Right. So we we went to. We went to Springfield and got the legislation changed so that that didn't happen um, because we want people to have additional resources, not lose the resources that they have. So um, and that's we're we're trying to um, we're trying to be part of a national conversation about the importance of guaranteed income, because the fact of the matter is we had 230,000 people who applied for 3,250 slots. Right. So there's a great need, um, a great need for, for just foundational support for individuals and families. And this is a very wealthy country. This is something we could do. Um, and the federal government has to do it. So we're trying to be part of that conversation and and, and um, move forward the idea that, that the federal government ought to, ought, to, ought to have a guaranteed income program. So that's that's one thing, and then medical debt. We're we're spending. That's that was forty two million for our guaranteed income program, and then twelve million for medical debt. We we hope to um, erase about a billion dollars in in medical debt for our residents. <clears throat> so far, we've spent about three million and wiped out two hundred eighty million in medical debt uh, for residents of Cook County, and you know. Medical debt is the principal reason that people um, file for bankruptcy. They can't pay their medical bills. Mm-hmm. So we're 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 trying. It's 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 not just not just folks who would describe themselves as as poor and marginalized. It's ordinary working families that are in that same spot. So um, so the 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 flagship initiatives of this budget, of course, are, are guaranteed income and medical debt, and that's the sign that we're. About to take a break. Thank you. Yes. The president is referencing music in the background. Let us know it's time for the first break. This is the My Community Plan Foundation Hour. And we'll be right back after these station messages. It all starts with one meal, one cup of fresh water, one generous person. Sakat Foundation of America puts humanity above all else, working to help as many people as possible with food security, emergency relief, education, and much more. From Chicago to Bridgeview, California to New York, Cambodia to Colombia, Sakat Foundation of America has been on the ground for nearly 20 years to provide immediate and sustainable aid 
so people in need can become self-reliant. Visit zakat.org for more information. That's Z-A-K-A-T dot org. Hi, my name is Dr. Nicole Williams with the Cook County Physicians Association. Did you know that Medicaid is covered for an entire year after you've had your baby? The year after you've had your child can be almost as dangerous as pregnancy itself. Make sure to see your health care provider and get the care you need and deserve. Welcome back. Welcome back to the My Community Plan Foundation Hour. With us today on this lovely third Sunday is Cook County Board President Tony Preckwinkle. Madam President. Well, thank you back. so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, as usual, uh, as as the good good Reverend would say, we have a crew with us today. We do we have do. a crew, we but do. we're not through with you. Ooh. All right. <laughs> All right. What's what what's the question? Well, first, I, w- I want to close out this budget conversation on this note. A couple of things. One, historic, with well, the last couple of months, we didn't have the data on the guaranteed income. And I have been screaming around the country how a rising tide raises all boats. And your budget continues to be an equity-driven budget for an equity-driven government. And I got to ask you, is my statement accurate? Well, here's the here's the thing. We we engaged um, the University of Chicago to do um, not only to help us get the stories out of the participants, but also to evaluate the program. And they uh, have a uh, a control group, just like you do in a medical study. People who have similar characteristics to the people in the program, but don't get the resources. And they are, over the course of the two years, going to be comparing the results of our control group and our participants. Um, the, the first uh, round of that analysis is not yet available, but as soon as it is, I will share it with you. Um, so we have a uh, an academic partner mm-hmm. to evaluate the program. So, I mean, that's I think that's important. It won't just be anecdotal. It will be uh, a reflection of, of the research of one of our major universities. So I'm 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 proud of that fact, but we're not yet at the point where we're prepared to um, share any results of their initial evaluation or analysis. How about my statement with respect to the equity-driven government? If you intentionally invest in portions of the county where we all know the pandemic called racism, which you coined, by the way, some years ago on this program, uh, we, we know because of that, um, Southern Cook County communities are just underinvested. That's just what it is. But you change that around, and the entire county is doing better. Well, here's here's the thing. We um, when I so I'm a history teacher by profession. Are you? So, if you, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, when I got this job, I started uh, reading uh, about regional economic development because you know. This is we need we need as government to be responsible for supporting um, entrepreneurs, small businesses, economic development of our communities. So um, it turns out that those regions that have the least inequality are the most economically vibrant, the least inequality. And unfortunately, in our region, there's tremendous inequality. And of course, there's tremendous inequality in Cook County. And outside the city of Chicago, uh, the cities, towns and villages that are the most challenged are in the south. And so we have put resources there, resources in terms of infrastructure, so roads and bridges. Mm-hmm. We put in, in, we put resources in terms of supporting um, the cities, towns, and villages with uh, capacity building grants. Actually, yeah. that's one of the things we're doing now. Mm-hmm. Um, we invested in supporting the Southland Development Authority, which doing is an economic great. economic development entity focused on the Southland, and we're grateful to Bo Kemp for his leadership there and all the folks who were involved. So we've, in every way that we can um, manage, we are investing in the Southland because we know that investments in the parts of the county that are the most challenged will lift everybody. So um, 
that has that has been our focus for a very long time, and and it surely was um, heightened and highlighted by the work that was done on the policy roadmap starting back in 2018. So. I, I just needed that statement to get out again. I, I can't be the only voice. I need more voices um, that talk about how these courageous efforts actually bear good fruit for the whole. And before we move on, I've got to take off your president hat and put on your party chair hat. And there are petitions due on next week, Monday. And I think I saw your name on one of those. <laughs> yes, but before we go there, I just want to. You know, I grew up in in St. Paul, Minnesota, and St. Paul had a very pro- Minnesota had a very progressive senator, Paul Wellstone. And Paul Wellstone said, "We all do better when we all do better." So that's been our that's been our motto, and uh, what we've tried to to uh, do in relation to our investments in Cook County. But coming to the coming to so the election, that, on- I, I gotta just give you one one little tidbit. Commissioner Moraine, yes. Commissioner Moraine in Ramsey County um, keeps telling me that you aren't the first one, that Minnesota had the first one. But since I live in Cook County, I need to see the receipts. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> the first, the first what? The first equity driven government? government. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when, you were, when you received an award in North Carolina, she and I were sitting together and she gave me a little elbow. I'm trying to tell you, Rev, she's not the first. And I, I elbowed her back. Commissioner, we deal with receipts in Cook County. You got to give me a receipt. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ramsey County is my home county. Uh, St. Paul's in Ramsey County and Minneapolis is in, in Hennepin. And both of them are very progressive counties. So I'll give them that. I, I, I as you say, let's see the receipts. receipts. <laughs> <laughs> now. All right. Back to the party. Um this is, this is uh, as we all know, uh, the prelude to 2024, a very, very important election year in this country. Yes. And we have great candidates that have been supported by the party all up and down. Uh, Joy Cunningham is uh, our candidate for election to the Supreme Court. I African American hand for Joy Cunningham. Joy, <laughs> coming to the court. Joy. Coming to the court. <laughs> she is uh, she is a a a well respected uh, just just great person, well respected judge and a great person, and I'm proud to be supporting her. Um, we have two great candidates uh, for uh, countywide office, and that's Clayton Harris the third for state's attorney, mm-hmm. and Mariana Sparopoulos for clerk of the court. Um, let me talk a little bit about Clayton. You know, when, when Kim Fox uh, decided that she would not be seeking re-election. Broke my and, heart. And I, but I, and I believe if she had, had sought re-election, she would have won. But um, this is a meat grinder of a job. And I, I, I can understand that it wasn't something she wanted to continue doing. But anyway, um, I said, you got to find somebody good. I'm not a lawyer. I, you know, I don't know the, the playing field here. you gotta, you got to find somebody good. Clayton Harris III uh, was the person that she brought to me. Uh, he's an immensely talented young man. He he was head of our uh, Port Authority uh, for a little bit, and I, I worked with him there. He's a adjunct professor at the University of Chicago. He teaches uh, police accountability. And um, he, for a time, what worked... What a thought. <laughs> a state's attorney <laughs> who teaches police accountability. What a thought. I, I got to tell you, some wonderfully innovative perspectives come out of Cook County. Well, you know, here's the thing. We have to hold our police accountable for their conduct and for the effectiveness of their work. Um, some of you may know Arnie Duncan, a former head of the Chicago Public School System and then yep. head of the Department of Education uh, under under um, President Obama. Obama. Mm-hmm. And he he spoke recently at an event for the economic club and the commercial club, and he was saying one of the one of the reason one of the drivers of violence in Chicago is ineffective police work. That uh, basically our police don't solve murders and shootings, and as a result, um, our residents resort to street justice. So less than twenty percent of the murders are closed. So that means you got eight chances out of ten of getting away with murder, and. The the closure rate for shootings is like in the single digit. So you got, you know, wow. basically nine chances out of 10 of getting away with shooting somebody. And as long as everybody on the street knows that, 
you know, if their brother or their dad or their cousin or, you know, one of the boys on the block is shot or killed, they're out looking for street justice because they know the police will never solve it. So we have to have a police force that is both effective in doing its work and accountable. Mm -hmm. And the national average, by the way, for closure for murders is like 67 out of 100, something like that. And we're at less than 20. So that's abysmal. Yikes. You would think with the technological advancements of today, those numbers would be a little bit higher. Well, I think it's... uh, I think the police would probably tell you that they solve crimes by talking people in the community. Mm. But there aren't there aren't enough detectives and there aren't enough black and brown detectives. If your detective corps is almost entirely white and you're trying to solve crimes in black and brown communities, who's going to talk to them? Yep. So we have to have people who come from our communities mm-hmm. uh, doing Not the detective work. community-based policing. Is that what you're talking about? Well, that too, but I mean, we've got to have an effective police force, and that means we have to solve crimes, and that means we have to find people who um, are able to get people in the community to talk to them, and that's hard given the present demographics of our detective corps. Right. So, I mean, this is this is all immensely. It, it, there's nothing easy about this, and I'm I'm grateful that Clayton Harris, given his um, diverse background and experience is willing to take on the challenge because it's going to so, be a heck of a challenge. I, I know Kristen Perry is listening. Kristen, now we keep trying to get you all on the program. Um, and Mr. Powell, so if you'd be so kind as to give us a call, um, Madam President, please continue. All right. Um, uh, Kristen Perry, for those of our listeners who may not know, uh, worked, of course, for uh, Governor Governor Pritzker. Um, he's now uh, helping in, in Clayton Harris's campaign, among others. And, um, uh, you know, has a history as a as a political uh, activist. So uh, in any case, an all around good guy. Yes. An all around good guy. (laughs) And Mariana Sparopoulos has uh, has a distinguished record at the Metropolitan Water Reclamation District. And now she's a candidate for clerk of the court. So that's just kind of the top of the ticket. And we've got lots of good judges we're supporting all along the way. And we're going to move on. But um, we also have petitions for committeemen. Yes, I am running for re-election as committeeman, and I will run for re-election in 2024 as chair of the party. So, wonderful. Fantastic. <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> yes, I uh, I worked in my first campaign when I was 16 years old, and that was uh, a little while ago. So, anyway, um, no, you know that was the am... last term. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but we we have a number of guests. We do, Pastor, and and we yes, should we probably do. give those guests an opportunity to say a few words. Um, but um, we're going to be careful also because we'll go to commercial momentarily. Um, all right. But, <laughs> well, let, so let me let me just say who's. Oh, here it's coming. No, no, okay, no, not yet. bring on, bring her on, who's bring her on. Who's coming? Bring her on. All right. Um, we're going to be hearing um, from uh, our own Elizabeth Granada, who's who's a bureau chief of asset management, about the Build Up Cook program to support. Um, our cities, towns, and villages with um, capacity-building help. We're going to hear from CETA, the Community and Economic Development Association, about their work with with um, weather assistance. And um, I think we also have a guest, a, a Derek Champion, who's from the city of Markham, who's going to help us talk about build-up too. Now. So we got we got lots of guests ahead. There we go. <laughs> so now... We can acknowledge the music in the background reminds us all it's time to take a pause for the cause. This is the My Community Plan Foundation Hour, and we'll be right back after this station break. Hi, my name is Dr. Nicole Williams with the Cook County Physicians Association. Did you know that Medicaid is covered for an entire year after you've had your baby? The year after you've had your child can be almost as dangerous as pregnancy itself. Make sure to see your health care provider and get the care you need and deserve. Hello, this is Karen Carruthers, My Community Plan Foundation Nutritionist, coming to you today on this awesome Sunday with your generational health tip. I'd like to talk to you about the benefits of eating oatmeal. Oatmeal is naturally and nutritionally rich. It has more protein than most grains, and it also has numerous vitamins and minerals. 
It contains antioxidants and soluble fiber. And that soluble fiber aids in promoting regular emptying of the bowel and prevents constipation. Also, there's so many different varieties and different ways that you can make oatmeal, oatmeal cookies. You can cook your oatmeal for breakfast in the morning. You can sprinkle a few oats in your morning smoothie. And also make sure you're getting in plenty of water and exercise as well as rest on a daily basis. This is Karen Carruthers, my Community Plan Foundation Nutritionist. Thank you. It all starts with one meal. One cup of fresh water, one generous person. Sakat Foundation of America puts humanity above all else, working to help as many people as possible with food security, emergency relief, education, and much more. From Chicago to Bridgeview, California to New York, Cambodia to Colombia, Sakat Foundation of America has been on the ground for nearly 20 years to provide immediate and sustainable aid so people in need can become self-reliant. Visit Zakat.org for more information. That's Z-A-K-A-T dot org. Welcome back to the My Community Plan Foundation Hour. We've got Cook County Board President Tony Perkwinkle and her crew. Madam President, it's all on you. Thank you very much. Okay. Um, Liz Granado, Elizabeth Granado is our Bureau Chief for Asset Management, and she is joined by Derek Champion, who's a City of Markham Administrator. Let's begin with our Bureau Chief. Liz? Good morning, Madam President. Good morning. Good morning. I understand that um, you're going to be sharing information with our listeners about Build Up Cook. Absolutely. Uh, Well, thank you very much. I've I've got to welcome you. First time on the program. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me on this morning. Our pleasure. Now, please continue. Thank you. Um, So the Build Up Cook program um, is a program that's being administered through Cook County. Um, It's a program that we actually started uh, with American Rescue Plan Act funds. So it's a $20 million allocation from that program. And the goal is to fund projects um, throughout our suburban municipalities to help improve their infrastructure um, and also help build their capacity to improve their infrastructure. And the real focus is um, also on working with those communities that have um, historically not seen as many infrastructure investments, many of those, um, you know, located in the south suburbs, and to really work with our communities to lend our technical expertise from Cook County um, and help them uh, implement and execute the projects that are going to help build more resilient infrastructure in their in their municipalities. So are these dollars just for, is this initiative, Build Up Cook, just for village, towns, and cities in Cook County? Yes. So it's only to work um, directly with our villages, towns, and cities. So it's working with our um, mayors, managers, public works directors to understand what the capital improvements and infrastructure improvements are needed um, and to work directly with the, with the municipality to make those projects happen. I have a question for you coming out of left field. I hope you can play baseball. Um, <laughs> the, the Justice 40 initiative, um, I want to say in the most recent quarter, doled out about $40 million to communities around the country, just four specifically, um, for infrastructure work, particularly in disadvantaged communities. So here's the pitch. Have you reached out to or uh, applied for any monies um, for specifically for these communities as part of Build Up Cook? Yeah, so that's exactly where that capacity building part um, comes into play in terms of this program. So a lot of times these federal dollars, even the the um, dollars that are allocated to Justice 40 co- communities, require a big heavy lift in terms of applying for mm-hmm. um, those programs, submitting yes. grant proposals, doing all of the engineering and design. And that's where the county is really trying to bring our expertise and assistance Look and resources to help our municipalities. Oh, 
to access those the dollars. Game today. She's like, yeah. <laughs> I'm loving yeah. it. You know, I'll say, you know, this is, I think, building upon some of uh, what, what's been discussed earlier in the program about an equity-focused government. Um, what we knew early on in this, in this program is that many of our communities who are already well-resourced were going to be the ones who are most able to access the historic infrastructure investments that we're seeing coming out of this administration. And we wanted to make sure that our communities that have not had uh, similar investments and may have less resources to access those were going to be getting the bulk of support from the county to ensure sure that they were able to um, access this historic investment. Fascinating. And building upon what we mentioned earlier about um, police officers having to engage with the community, you all are engaging with the community. If I'm reading this correctly, there's been a listening tour. There is a listening tour to actually get on the ground and see what these folks need and not just to push your favorite projects on them, but to really identify what each community specifically needs. Yeah, absolutely. We really want these to be projects that are driven from the ground up. We want to hear directly from the communities what are their locally desired projects um, rather than, you know, kind of imposing upon them what we think the work should be. Well, as as usual, we are wonderfully surprised with um, just the nuance and the fact that, as Adia pointed out, You've been doing the listening communities. And more importantly, for my heart, now I can go back to my colleagues nationwide and say, yeah, Cook County's in the mix. In the mix. Well, you know, I, absolutely. Let me, let me come back to something Liz said. I mean, the money is available. But what it takes in terms of you know having a grant writer on staff or having a program manager, whatever, um, some of our communities just don't have those resources. And so... Um, even to access the money, you have to sort of build up staff or you have to get technical assistance um, in order to to be um, to be an applicant for the grant. So um, we're, we're trying to help people get over those initial hur- hurdles so that they can access the federal resources. That's just phenomenal. Um, and we can talk to you a little little more about some of the things we're doing and see how they can help your work. Um, Madam Bureau Chief. Absolutely. All right. Well, well, we'll arrange that connection, and I think I think we have Derek Champion uh, with us, who's the Markham City Administrator, to talk a little bit about the program too, as well. Um, I'm I'm not sure if Derek has touched ground. He's he's airborne. I assume All visiting right. family for the upcoming Thanksgiving holiday. That uh, no, may he's, be. He's headed or? back. He's headed back. Is Derek here? No, I believe. All right, we, well, we I, a, um, Troy. Troy, okay. Well, Troy will be with us in just a minute. But Liz, I want you to um, to address what we're going to do. We've got so we've got resources. We've got twenty million dollars in resources for Build Up Cook. Uh, but clearly, there's a there's a, a greater and ongoing need for this kind of support. How are we going to how are we going to address the challenge uh, when the when the ARPA money runs out? Um, yeah, so, you know, as uh, Madam President addressed, the uh, ARPA money, the American Rescue Plan Act, has to be spent by 2026. So, you know, this, these $20 million have to be expended by 2026. So as we've developed this program and as we're working with our municipalities, what we're trying to do with this $20 million is look at other state grant opportunities, um, other federal grant opportunities, and see where we can leverage this $20 million to leverage other federal and state investments that are going to continue this work beyond 2026. Good, good. Now, uh, let me just talk about, let's just talk about some of the kinds of programs that we uh, expect people are going to be interested in. One of them clearly is lead service lines for water service, Mm -hmm. because we are in a part of the country where we've got uh, old infrastructure, and that means that we've got lead-lined water pipes um, and we know that there's no uh, acceptable level of lead in our water. So what what exactly are we pursuing there? Um, so uh, with our lead service line replacement program, um, you know, and I think uh, I just want to kind of be clear about what's available to our communities right now. So through the bipartisan infrastructure legislation through the federal government, there's going to be hundreds of millions of dollars coming to the Chicagoland area for the replacement of lead service lines. And similar to the Justice 40 program, there there's language that encourages that that money go to 
um, disadvantaged communities. Mm -hmm. So what we are doing right now is assisting our municipalities and putting together the inventory of their lead service lines, mapping where those are, putting together the application to submit to the state, um, putting together the plans for that work so that they can submit those applications to the state and get in line for those funds that are going to be administered through the state just specifically for lead service line replacement. Is that on a person-by-person basis? So every individual household has to submit these applications? No. So it's actually on the municipality basis. So many of our suburban municipalities are water suppliers. So they're responsible for supplying that water to their residents, and they, as the water supplier entity, have to submit that application. And we are going to have to talk a little more about that offline because we are actually doing some of those applications nationwide with our partners, Supreme Solutions. And we can absolutely be of assistance, particularly with the lead service lines. All right, we Excellent. will. Um, I will. I will connect uh, Bureau Chief Granado to uh, you, uh, Reverend, and uh, we'll see how we can uh, amplify our efforts. How's that? That sounds like a winning plan to me. All right, I, you know, one of the challenges I think um, in many of our South suburban uh, municipalities is that their tax base is not sufficient to um, have the staffing levels that would enable them to provide the best possible service to their to their residents. So I'm really grateful to our team in, in asset management for their good work in basically supplementing um, local staffing and, and resources to enable them to take the best advantage of state and federal funding opportunities. Liz, is there anything you want to say in conclusion? You know, I just want to say I think um, this program would not be possible without the the vision laid out by this administration to look at how we leverage federal funding um, opportunities to further support our our municipalities and leverage other grant opportunities um, and really take a critical look at how we have an equity focus on the communities that we prioritize our resources to. And let me just say, I mean, for many of these programs, there's there's an incredible multiplier. So if you if you apply for the program, you have to kick in at the local level maybe 10 percent, and 90 percent of it comes from the federal government. But if you don't have the resources to apply for the program in the first place or the resources to pay your 10 percent, you can't access the other 90 percent. So we're doing two things. We're helping our local units of government put their applications together so they can get the resources. And then one of the other things we have been doing is paying the local match for for our communities so that they can access the other 90%. So we're basically Mm -hmm. leveraging our resources and um, and a a, a, a nine-to-one return is pretty good. You're building up and cook. (laughs) Literally, literally. You know, know, I I, got to say, um, um, Ms. Grant, um, Granada, Granato, excuse me. I, I, I got to say I'm so excited um, when I hear about the work you're doing now. And this, this is kind of the thing you dream about when you intentionally set out uh, to have an equity-driven government. And however you want to coin the phrase, the fact is when you're talking about lead service lines, and remediating those, you're also talking about a healthier generation to come. And these are the kinds of initiatives that give folk hope wherever wherever we are in this country. Because as you know, Justice 40 is a nationwide initiative for disadvantaged communities. There you go. Well, you know, infrastructure investments have an economic impact. And in the case of, of removing lead service lines, they have a health impact. So improving public health. It, you know, I hear I hear like wings of Dr. KK somewhere in the mix, but it's just the music <laughs> in the background. <laughs> Thank you very much. Final, Thanks. final break. Thank you. Final pause for the calls. We want to give a round clap of applause for Bureau Chief of Asset Management, Elizabeth Granado. Hey, listen, Cook County Board President Tony Perkinko and her crew are coming right back after this station break. Hi, my name is Dr. Nicole Williams with the Cook County Physicians Association. Did you know that Medicaid is covered for an entire year after you've had your baby? 
The year after you've had your child can be almost as dangerous as pregnancy itself. Make sure to see your health care provider and get the care you need and deserve. It all starts with one meal, one cup of fresh water, one generous person. Sakat Foundation of America puts humanity above all else, working to help as many people as possible with food security, emergency relief, education, and much more. From Chicago to Bridgeview, California to New York, Cambodia to Colombia, Sakat Foundation of America has been on the ground for nearly 20 years to provide immediate and sustainable aid so people in need can become self-reliant. Visit Zakat.org for more information. That's Z-A-K-A-T dot org. Welcome back. Welcome back to the My Community Plan Foundation Hour. It is the third Sunday of the month. We are bringing you news you can use across Cook County. We have with us on the phone uh, Cook County Board President, Madam Tony Preckwinkle. Welcome back to the program. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, I think our, our, our guest for our last segment is Dr. Troy O'Quinn uh, from CETA, Community and Economic Development Association. Troy, are you with us? I am. Thank you, Madam President. It's great to be here. Thank you. Now, last time um, our CETA representatives kind of had an abbreviated opportunity to present uh, the programs and initiatives of the, of the organization. So we're going to give you plenty of time today. So where are we going to start? Well, let's just start since we're talking about some of the great initiatives that are going on. We'll um, start with the uh, uh, utility bill assistance. Uh, everybody, a lot of folks know about LIHEAP. So um, we are in our second priority period right now, which covers uh, people that are 60 and over, people living with um, uh, somebody with a disability or children under six, and then also uh, anyone that's uh, currently disconnected or in jeopardy of being disconnected from your utilities, uh, we certainly want to make sure that you apply right away and get the help that you need. But then December 1st is coming, and it's open enrollment for all income-eligible families. So we definitely want people to take advantage of those opportunities and make sure that you're staying warm this holiday season. Yes, and this right, upcoming now, week as well as the temperatures <laughs> start to take a turn. Both the plumbing. Yeah. The plumbing. <laughs> That's right. Now, yeah. LIHEAP. Tell us about LIHEAP. Yeah, so LIHEAP is the um, uh, uh, low-income home energy assistance program. Uh, so that is one of the programs that CETA administers. Uh, we have over 100-plus partner sites. You can get all of that information <laughs> to find out where to go to get help at cedaorg.net, C-E-D-A-O-R-G dot N-E-T. Um, you can also give us a call at uh, 800-571-CEDA. So that's 800-571-CEDA, which CEDA is 2332. So 800-571-2332. And um, we can certainly help you find the, the closest intake site to you. But with so many partner uh, sites around, there's no shortage to find the help. And then you can also find help directly on our website as well. So we definitely want to make sure that those families get those utility bills. Um, uh, depending on your situation, I can't go into all that because everybody's situation is different. But depending on your situation, um, you may see uh, uh, certain levels of, of payments made directly to your, your utility providers. So these programs are not going to put money directly in the recipient's hands, but CETA will either give you a voucher or pay the bill directly. Is that correct? Correct, correct. Um, again, everything is, you know, depending on what each uh, family would qualify for. So uh, I'd really refer them to go and apply and then see what the assistance would be for your household. But whatever you do, if you're listening to the sound of my voice, do not disqualify yourself. <laughs> do not disqualify yourself. Go get the help and see what you qualify for. Mm -hmm. And then um, 
But uh, one of the programs that, you know, earlier in the show you talked about the uh, foundational programs and the foundational support. So one of the things that really got CETA kind of kicked off was the community action uh, agencies start back in 1964 with the War on Poverty. And one of those programs was the um, Supplemental uh, Nutrition Program for Women, Infants, and Children, so our WIC program. And the CETA WIC program is the largest WIC program in the state of Illinois. CETA serves over half of the WIC participants in Cook County. Wow. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's huge. We've got 15 sites. Mm-hmm. throughout Cook County for people to be able to go and get help. And a lot of people think it's just for mothers, but it's not just for mothers. If you're a grandparent and you're taking care of uh, of young children up to the age of five or, or a father um, and, and you need the support, the, the support's there um, for households with children up to the age of five. And it's all community-based, meaning that it's right where you're at. Right. We want to make sure that you have access to the help right where you're at. Um, it's 200 uh, percent of the poverty level. So so kind of mirrors the same kind of qualifications for LIHEAP and some of the other programs. Um, and, and just uh, a wealth of information, a wealth of resources. You get one on one personalized care. Um, we have nutritionists that will meet with you and will talk over what's needed for your uh, family, what your children would need. We have 147 staff members in just our WIC program to make sure that all of Cook County gets the help that they need um, when dealing with young children. Wonderful. Can I, can I ask you to speak to, um, so you do housing, I'm sorry, energy assistance, yep. uh, food assistance, um, you also do water assistance. Is that right? Uh, so right now we do have the utility bill relief program, the UBR, with the city of Chicago. Um, there is, thanks to, to your wonderful efforts, Madam President, there is going to be some efforts coming for suburban cook, um, but that's still being worked out. So I'd rather not jump into too much of that right now. Okay, all right. Let's talk about weatherization then, because that's another important um, assistance to to homeowners that uh, you're involved with, and actually, I was I visited uh, a site where you're training people with what to 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 uh, weatherize homes, right? Oh my gosh, Madam President, thank you so much for coming out for that incredible day. Um, but yes, there in South Holland, we have our weatherization training center. Weatherization is one of those programs that, that people overlook a lot of times. And, and and let me just tell you, weatherization is one of the, the most amazing programs. You can get um, several thousand dollars worth of work done to your home. Again, if you're an income-eligible family, mm-hmm. uh, we would come out and then assess the home to see where the energy deficiencies are. And our energy auditors would come out and do a complete home assessment. From there, uh, an itemized listing of what is needed in the home would would be provided. And then um, basically the the work just gets uh, uh, taken care of on uh, as we go down the list to see what the the health concerns, what's the safety concerns, get those taken care of first, and then make sure that home is um, properly uh, weatherized so that you're getting the most efficiency out of your home. Mm-hmm. Your home's comfortable all year round and, and your home's healthy and clean, right? And and getting, uh, ma- making sure that your indoor home air quality is where it needs to be. Yeah. That's so critical. I feel like there's things that we often just accept like, oh, there's a draft coming from this window. I'll just not sit near the window. No, there's there's some things we can do to, you know, block out the draft, plug up some of those external holes. Um, So just as you're saying, you're not leaking energy, leaking heat out of your home um, and trying to turn the thermostat up to overcompensate for a draft um, going on. So that's fantastic. I need you to come talk to my children about that. They keep turning that thermostat up, and it doesn't work. Well, I don't know. I I came from a household where we weren't allowed to turn on the heat until after Thanksgiving, Um, and so I was running around in hoodies. So, right, hoodies and blankets. We got layers. 
And, <laughs> and I wish that, that I mean, the, these programs are so incredible. They're so yeah. incredible. And, and all you have to do is call and apply. So go to cedaorg.net, cedaorg.net. All C-E-D-A. the information is there. C-E-D-A. O-R-G.net. All of you all uh, next week who are going to be going to Big Mama's house and Grandmama's house. Uh, when you get there and you feel the draft, you already know. Make that phone call to Cedar. They got an answering machine, and they will call you back. There we go. We will there we go. to everybody, and, and we will make sure that you get the help. Don't go putting the plastic over the windows. Let us come in and help you. That's huge. Way to real-world applications here. We will be talk- <laughs> talking to you there more, we- Dr. Troy. All right, help us out. Did we did we miss any of your programs, Troy? Oh my gosh, there, I mean, how much time do I got? Uh, uh, not much more. Now, a few more minutes. Go ahead. <laughs> Pick my favorite. Not, not much more. Uh, we're gonna stick with the weatherization on today, and that's that's pretty good and information. Refer to by the itself. website and refer to the website. Refer um, to the website. If yes. you think something might be amiss or can be improved in your life, go on over to Cedar. And if you just don't know, call one eight hundred. Five seven one C E D A. One more time. One eight hundred five seven one. Now C E D A is just two three three two. In case you didn't hear me, one eight hundred five seven one two three three two. Man, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't want to be coming down Big Mama's house and see the plastic on the window and. Uh, you know. That's not efficient. No, it's not. No, it's not efficient. We can do better. When you know better, you do better. And, you know, hey, just uh, I'm so thankful that we live in a county with the great leadership that we have that makes sure that everybody has access to these programs. Man, you can't be stealing my lines. But I'm glad you live in the county with great leadership as well. Ditto what Troy, Dr. Troy just said. And now I, I have one one addition to make. Not only do we provide this assistance to homeowners, but we also provide training to folks who want to go into the field. And CETA has been involved in that. So I want to thank CETA for that good work. You know, I yeah. want to make sure we, we uh, thank you, Madam President. That's really important. Um, training in energy and energy efficiency will never right. go out, never be out of style never be out of style and the pay is great we want to thank Pastor, the County you got to come President. to South Holland <laughs> <laughs> you got to come you, to Troy. South Holland and check out our training center oh, we yes. absolutely will listen we are so honored to have Cook County Board President Tony Perkwinkle and her crew every third Sunday on WCPT Radio because after all Madam President Facts do matter. Yes, this has been the My Community Plan Foundation Hour. We are wishing everyone a super fantastic and grateful week. Have a fantastic Thanksgiving for those who celebrate, and we'll see you next week.